Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast. Yeah, today on Camden Cast, we'll be covering uh, Season 3, Episode 21 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is There Goes the Bride, Part 1. So, spoiler alert, uh, or if you are in Germany, it is called Armor Arrow, Part 1. Honestly, you have no idea what that means. Nope. I can't even, like, think of a reason for why. Nope. So, the our IMDb user synopsis for this episode is, The whole Camden family is invited to Matt's deaf ex-Heather's wedding to Mason, celebrated by Eric. Matt brings current girlfriend Shauna, yet ends up convincing the bride to leave the groom at the altar and drive away together. While, W-I-L-E, his ex Lucy flirts with Joe, Jordan gathers the courage to tell her he's dating Mary, Simon is confused after being kissed by Dina's Kahoot. Kahoot? Kahoot. Uh, Dina was also misspelled. There was an H at the end. Wait, did it say his ex? Whose ex? While, uh, oh, what? Jordan. It was while his ex Lucy flirts with Joe. Oh, oh this is just weird sentence structure. Jordan gathers the curtain. No, it's in- incorrect. Um, oh, I, I thought. I also don't think that happened. Um, we'll, we'll get into that. But what was your first impression of... Oh, I this episode, was, I couldn't believe it ended the way it ended. You really, you really were shocked. I thought you might know what would happen because well, of the title of the episode. Well, I guessed it. I was like, oh, is is he gonna come in as like forever hold your peace, and then he's gonna say whatever, and that'll be like the end. Like that'll where that's where it's gonna stop. But no, she actually runs away with him. Yeah. But like, we read the Amazon synopsis for the next episode, though, which is the season finale. But the way that that ended doesn't make sense with the way that what it seems what's going to happen in the next episode. So, meh. Well, we'll get that. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get to the... We'll do it. Um, so we're going to start with the cold open. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it starts with Simon, who is on the phone with Dina. We get Dina back-to-back. Yes. Um, and she... Her cousin Cindy is in town, uh, and of course, the, for some reason, the entire Camden family is invited to um, Heather's wedding, and um, Dina's like, oh, I can't leave Cindy alone in the house, so Matt's, no, Simon is like, she can come to the wedding um, tomorrow, and like, she can come over, you know, you can bring her over to my house today, it's fine, we'll all hang out. So, um, Dina's like, you're my hero, because Cindy can come to the wedding, um, and Simon is very, he likes the being praised as a hero. Yes. Um, then we move downstairs to the kitchen where, um, Annie and dad. <laughs> dad, the Rev. Are, um, cleaning obsessively, assuming I don't know why they're cleaning obsessively. No, it's just, they're just cleaning. They're just cleaning. Um, and I think, is this when it's revealed that Annie's like, you know who I saw the other day? No, not yet. Well, all right. I'll keep you, I hope you're <laughs> on the edge of the seat wondering who Annie saw the other day. <laughs> um, we, what we have is them talking about how they thought that Heather was going to end up Oh, being, yeah, marrying Matt. Ugh. They're like 18, 19. They were like 17 when Matt met her. Uh, all right. Come on. Uh, Matt comes in, says he's completely okay. 
with um, the Heather marriage to Mason. Um, and then we find out he's got like a bunch of errands to run before the wedding. He like is playing some sort of really big role. Um, Mary pops into the kitchen and she's glued to her basketball. So because apparently we find out that she's been playing a lot of basketball lately, which actually is a euphemism in this case because we find out later that she has not been actually playing basketball. Yeah. Um, the final person to come into the kitchen. Oh, I'm uh, not the final. First, we have Ruthie coming in in a white dress uh, and like a homemade veil and like floral arrangement. And she's inviting everyone to her wedding because apparently she is getting married as well. But uh, she does not have a like a groom. And lo and behold, that's when a, a, few, a potential groom walks in in the form of Lucy's friend Joe. So Lucy comes in with her friend Shelby, who we have seen before. This is Lulu from General Hospital. And Joe, who is a new character. Um, and, I mean, that they just, like, I don't know. Ruthie asks Joe to marry her. He says yes. Joe says yes. And then they're like, oh, Annie and the Rev are like, oh, Joe, do you have any siblings? And he's like, yeah, I have younger sisters. I've been a part of many fake weddings. So anyway... Joe and Shelby go into the living room, and uh, Annie and the Rev are like, who does Joe belong to, you or Shelby? And Lucy is like, we're all just friends. Uh, well, first of all, Joe is a human being and cannot belong to anyone. Yeah. Second of all, thruple! They're the, they're the three musketeers, <laughs> or a thruple. Thruple alert. They could have solved a lot of problems here. But uh, anyway, so, of course, we see what's coming there. Basically, Lucy is attempting the guys as friend, guys and girls as friends thing. Yeah. Um, and now we can get to guess who I saw. Okay. Yeah. So Annie saw Aunt Julie coming out of um, Dr. Hastings' office, Dr. H- Hank Hastings, who almost killed Matt and delivered the twins. So he is an obstetrician. Oh, yes. Just to to clarify. uh, Um, And this is when the rev kind of freaks out, and we hit our opening credits. Yeah. So let's get into the storylines. Yeah, yeah. So uh, We're doing Lucy's storyline first. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Um, So back to the Three Musketeers. Um, Of course. uh, It's like a different day. And the doorbell rings. And it's Joe, and he has some very important news. He's in love with Lucy. I think he tries to, like, kiss her. He does kiss her. He kisses Wait, her. Wait, that's what the IMDb user synopsis said. I don't, I didn't see him kiss her, though. I think he was leaning in to kiss her, and she, like, noticed. She's like, no, yeah. And he, she, surprisingly, Lucy does not have feelings for Joe. Um, so she, like. I know, for the first time ever. Well, I don't know. She, she indicates that she might, but then when she talks to Shelby, so, to, to avoid conflict, after she like sends Joe away, and then she calls Shelby, and Shelby is like, "You should totally go for it," because and then she starts listing all the reasons why Joe is great, and that's when Lucy is like, "Oh, she really likes Joe like more than I do, so this would be wrong," which I honestly did not expect from Lucy. Yeah, this is pretty like seems out of character. This is pretty like stepping up for Lucy in the um, personality front. Um, this. This kind of continues as you expect with Lucy kind of coaxing Shelby to tell her, like, you like him. And Shelby's like, so much. And it's kind <laughs> no, of like. Yeah, she's, wait. Uh, 
uh, there's some line well, where she's so like, like, Shelby's like, you, you really like, like him. him. And she's like, I love him. Basically. Like, yeah. It's, I think it, the exact phrasing is, you like him a little. Oh, and yeah. she's like, I don't like him a little. I like him a lot. And it's kind <laughs> of like a cute, like, girlfriend moment. Um, I kind of have to say that I do like these scenarios where Lucy has female friends and they are bonding. Yeah. It. Retri- I, I think because you don't really see it a lot. And she's yeah, usually yeah. just like trying to appease Trying to get a guy or men or, or like being a brat at home. Um, yeah. So she decides that she's going to help Shelby win over Joe by giving Shelby a makeover. And this is kind of where it hits a snag because I don't like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because like I think Shelby is like, oh, Lucy, you're so much prettier than me. He won't like me. And she's like, wait until I'm done with you. And it's like, that's not the... So she, like, transforms Shelby, and they... For some reason, so skip to Heather's wedding, where the Camdens and every guest that they want to invite is invited, because Joe and Shelby are at this wedding of a stranger to them. Um, And it's just, like, it ends with, you know, uh, Lucy is like, hey, doesn't Shelby look really good today? And Joe is like, yeah, but you look better. And it's really sad. But before that scene happens... It's really sad. Well, so Julie has her back turned. Julie. Oh, shit, her name's not Julie. Shelby. Her real life name is Julie. Uh, Shelby has her back turned to Joe when Joe comes in. So Joe only sees Lucy. He's like, hey, where's Shelby? And then Shelby has this dramatic turnaround and reveal. And he's kind of taken aback. He's like, oh, my God. You look great. And you think that the makeover has worked. So I think, I guess, like, Seventh Heaven is subverting the trope of, like, just because you make somebody over doesn't necessarily mean that, like, it. Joe's not shallow, right? I don't know. I don't, uh, who knows? Who knows what's happening? We'll find out in the second part, I guess, if the (laughs) storyline continues. If it even matters. But, like, I just don't like this whole, like, you have to change the girl completely to get the guy to notice her kind of thing. Like, you know, Grease... Yeah, <laughs> it's about that changing who you are completely. completely to, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess if Shelby wants to, it's, like, her choice. But it just seems like Lucy kind of forced it upon her. Yeah. Well, I, but it's still, like, it's... But at the end, it still goes back to, like, looks or whatever. Because he's, like, not like, oh, I like... Like, we have more in common or anything. He's like, you look better. That's why I right. don't get, like, you know... He's like, oh, she looks different, and maybe he's, like, seeing her differently now. But they still don't make it, like, he he never comes out and says to Lucy, like, your personality is more <laughs> beautiful, because it isn't. Uh, <laughs> Shelby has a more beautiful personality. Shelby's sweet. Yeah. Um, so that's it for Lucy's storyline. I guess we'll see if that gets resolved in the next episode. Part two. Part two. Of the season finale. Um, so then we've got... Simon, who is also in a throuple. Of uh, sorts. Oh, it's yeah, it is two guys and a girl again. Or two girls and a guy again. Yeah. Um, so Cindy comes in. Well, uh, throuples can be any... Right, no, I'm, no, I'm saying it like matches up with oh, yeah. Lucy, like Lucy, Shelby, and Joe. Yeah. Cindy, Dina, and Simon. So Cindy, who, fun fact, the actress that plays Cindy in this episode won a Young Artist <laughs> Award for her appearance in this episode. Because a Young Artist Award... Is not that difficult to win, apparently. apparently. Um, I, I'm, I'm, we're not, like, being mean here. It's just she did nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, no, she actually did nothing. She wasn't even there. She was there for, like, two, three minutes she of screen time. She had maybe five lines of dialogue. Yeah. And not even, like, pivotal dialogue. Nope. So she comes into the house. Simon obviously wants to make a good impression, um... But Cindy is an older person. She's 14. And uh, she doesn't like to touch people because of germs. Bacteria. So Simon offers her a handshake and she starts off bad because she's like, no, bacteria. Then Simon's like, I don't know what you want to do. I have, we could watch TV or we could do. Play games or something. And she's like, I'm 14. The only game I play is spin the bottle. And then she's like. Let's just watch some stupid TV show or something. Um, cuts back to them. They can't find... Like, uh, Cindy is like, don't you have cable? And Simon makes a bad joke about cable being in the garage, like cables and the Dina jumper appre- cables or something. Dina appreciated appreciates it. And this girl is just disgusted. Um, so she wants nothing to do with Simon. And then Simon's like, oh, I have some comic books or something. The tick. We- the tick, and this girl's like, the tick is stupid, and this sets Simon off. He runs into the kitchen and screams into a dish rag, um, where Matt's like... What's wrong? Women can spell fear, and you stink. Yeah. So, like... Because he's concerned that if Cindy doesn't like him, then that means that eventually Dina won't like him either. So he wants to make a good impression. He walks in, again, trying to, like, start all over, and... Dina's not there because she's in the bathroom, which is... So something happens in the scene before, like, the thing that actually happens, where Simon... <laughs> the thing that happens happened. <laughs> Simon says that they have two bathrooms upstairs. Which and- is untrue from what I remember or what they've expressed in the past. I know that when... So eventually Lucy and Mary move up to the attic room that Matt is currently occupying. And um, I know when that happens that Annie works on like putting a bathroom in the attic. But as far as we know right now, there's just the one. So I don't know where he was going to send Cindy. But Cindy and him are all alone because Dina's in the bathroom. And he's like, look, I know we got off to a bad start. Hopefully we can, and like in the middle of his like speech, she kisses him. And then Dina walks in right as soon as they like move apart from each other. But like, I feel like she still has her hands on his shoulders. It could look innocent. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Dina's like, everything okay? And Simon's like, uh, <laughs> let me get a Coke. Yeah, he's like, let's all have some Cokes. So, anyway. We have a scene later um, where Simon kind of, like, comes clean to Mary about what's going on. And he's like, I guess I should tell Dina before this gets back to Dina. And be like, what if she breaks up with me? Too late. At the wedding. Actually, I don't even remember. Was this even resolved? No, Dina... Oh, Dina, Dina comes up to Simon, and she's just like, we have to have a conversation. And Simon's like, uh, what is this about? And, and she's, she's like, like, I think you know what it's about. So, so... But we don't... So we don't actually know if she does know, or if she's, like, upset about something else. Yeah. Um, but I assume the funny thing that will happen will be that... Hijinks. Yeah, that, like, she won't actually know, and he'll admit to it, and then she'll be like, What? But this is just predictions for the next episode. I vaguely remember this, and it, it, I think it ends up being harmless. Oh, uh, that's good. Because Cindy... Or some kind of test. Like, for some reason, I remember it being some kind of, like, plot that Cindy and Dina had. That's mean of Dina. I like Dina. Why is she doing this? Has Simon not proven himself enough with the French restaurant and the dancing? I, I don't know. Sticking by with the leukemia? 
and the yeah. and the dart arrows to the window. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so All right. That's it. That's really it for Simon's storyline. So we'll see what happens in part two. Um, and then we have Mary. Mary She's sneaking around. Yeah, she is. So as we said, basketball is a euphemism. euphemism. But we don't find this out until well. We have Mary, a bunch of scenes. The the first one I I really after she goes out and she's like playing basketball she comes in and she's in her bedroom with Lucy and Lucy's like where have you been and she's like I've been playing basketball and Lucy's like you've been gone for two hours and you are not sweaty you do not like look like you've been playing basketball for two hours and then she, Lucy is sitting on the bed with next to Mary and she's like and you smell like aftershave or cologne and. Mary comes clean and says she's having a secret affair with someone, but, like, don't tell. Yeah. Um, so Lucy thinks it's Michael Towner, which is the logical conclusion given that just the episode beforehand, her and Michael Towner were on a date and making out all over the place. Yeah. So Mary says, like, oh, mom and dad don't want me to see him because he's older and whatever. So so it's a big secret. Like, don't tell anyone. Um so, hijinks. Uh, because it's not Michael Towner. It's, it's Jordan. Jordan. Dun, dun, dun. Spoiler alert. Um, so, jo- <laughs> not really a spoiler. I know. We're, <laughs> we're about to talk about the scene. So, so Lucy, th- Lucy yeah, Lucy's like, Jordan at some point is standing in the Camden's backyard waiting for Mary. Um, and... Lucy comes outside and she's like, "What are you doing here?" Because she's an idiot. It's like, "Oh, thought Mary might want to play some basketball." And Lucy's like, "Oh, no, she's out with Michael because she thinks It's a seat. Yeah, she thinks it's actually Michael Towner, so she's like, "He's she's probably out seeing Michael Towner, but it's a secret." Now Jordan's like, "What?" Yeah. So Jordan shows up later that night. Well, actually, in the scene with Simon and uh, Mary where Simon's like, what do I do? Mary, like, realizes she's <laughs> doing the same exact thing. Yeah. Because she's going behind Lucy's back and kissing Jordan. 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 <laughs> um, Jordan shows up because he's like, I thought you were dating me. Why the fuck are you still dating Michael Towner? So, and we don't really see that conversation because Mary's like, we have to go outside. And then they go outside and we catch up with them when Annie sees, like, the basketball just laying on the, the back porch um, and hears, like, giggling <laughs> and goes around and you thought they were having sex in the bushes. Well, that's what it sounded like. They were not. Um, she goes around the side of the house and Jordan and Mary are, like, making out against the house. Um, and then la- then Annie has a conversation with Mary. Mary tries to say it's not my fault, and Annie's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, and she's like, I know you're not sneaking around and doing something that's going to hurt your sister. But, like, Lucy broke up with Jordan. I mean, I still think this is kind of weird. I don't know. No, it is weird. It is weird. But isn't it something that happens in the show quite a lot? Or, like, Uh, a few times where, like, the sisters swap boyfriends, like, I feel like? It does happen. Well, yeah, it happens, uh, like, maybe twice more. Um, well, I guess the, like, age closeness, probably. Yeah, they're only supposed to be a year apart. Right? Or, like, a two years at max, I think. No, I think they're a year apart, so it's, like, not... Not that... It's... But why do they have to go for the same... Well, but, like, Mary had Jordan first. Right, and then Lucy got him, and then now (laughs) Mary has him again. Uh, so we find out that Mary and Jordan have actually been dating for, like, a couple of weeks, which either means that it's... Oh, yeah, no, she was stepping out on... 
Jordan with Michael Towner. But apparently the reason that her and Michael Towner are over is because Michael Towner's parents don't want her date him dating her because she's <laughs> trouble because she's the minister's daughter. Which was like a thing that Matt always used to say. Oh, yeah, I'm the minister's son. Oh, that's why I'm in trouble again, which I don't understand. Wouldn't you think it would be the opposite? Like, wouldn't you want to date the minister's kids because they're cl- they'd be like good children? Yeah. I don't understand. Or maybe, like, they don't don't want the attention of being, like, the, the people that corrupt the minister's children. I don't fucking know. I don't get how that works. But um, that's why her and Michael Towner are over, but now it's her and Jordan. It kind of just feels like she's bouncing to between them because it was Jordan, and then it was Michael Towner, and then it was yeah, Jordan. Yeah, because she saw Jordan when she was out with Wilson yeah. that time, and we thought, like, I thought it was... Yeah. I thought for sure that she... That was going to continue... Going to happen sooner... And then they took a break from it and came back to it. Well, whatever. She gets... I think we've seen the last of Michael Towner. Which is, why did they have him back... Why didn't they just, like, develop the Jordan storyline? Anyway. (laughs) um, We uh, have Jordan. uh, Mary calls Jordan and basically says, I choose my sister over you. And he goes, I don't accept this. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. Well, he, I think he says, I'm going to tell Lucy. Like, if you can't tell Lucy, then I'll tell her. Oh, yeah. And that's where it stops. And Of course, everything is like, even even these things that could have been resolved in this episode are left on a cliffhanger. So so we don't know how Lucy's going to take it, if the romance between Jordan and Mary is going to survive, if Michael Towner is going to return. <laughs> Who knows? Tune in to find out. Uh, so we'll do um, the Rev. Aunt Julie and the Rev. And... I guess Annie. Dr. Hank Hank. Hastings. So, as we said... When we return from the cold open, from the, sorry, the opening credits, the Rev is convinced that his sister is pregnant. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And Annie's like, calm your horses. Yeah. Maybe she went, well, he's like, oh, maybe she wanted to get her parking validated. Yeah. Um, I forget what reasons, like, Annie comes up with. I don't know. But basically, Annie's like, look, your sister will tell us when she's ready to tell us. Don't jump to conclusions. Right. But, of course... So the Rev being the Rev. Well, uh, well first, he's leaving the house and Annie's like, don't drive by uh, Julie's apartment again because, like, remember how well that worked out last time. So, um, they... Well, I would just like to say, this is now the return of sexy parents, like, oh, God, actually, so officially. The whole time, yeah. So, apparently, they haven't had sex since the kids have been, bo- since the babies were born, which is hard to believe because they've been all over each other, but, like, we are, obviously, this conversation's not had outright, it's had through, like, silence and, like, words that replace other words. Like, yeah, I forget what he says. He's, he's like, like, I he's was like, waiting fine. for you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, I was waiting for you. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so now they're like planning. It's like the first time all over again. So they're and they're planning like to have sex in the middle of the day when all of the kids are home. Just FYI, but um, they like so they're like all over each other throughout this episode. But like, why? <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to make it like twelfth heaven. <laughs> Christ. So. Um. Instead of going to Aunt Julie's, the Rev ends up. He doesn't. He doesn't. Try, he keeps his word, but he goes to Doctor Hank Hastings' office and tries to a break, medical doctor's office. Tries to break doctor-patient like privilege by asking. He's like, "Yeah, wh- why was my sister here the other day?" And Hank is like, "Huh?" And he's like, "Julie Camden," and he's like, "Oh, right." 
I can't tell you that. Um, but this is also untrue because Julie's not his patient. I, but also he didn't want to say. Well, anything, that's fine. So also, he but could like, pretend like it's not like the Rev's going to be like, no, get no, no. me the file. No, of course I like don't agree with the Rev here at all. He's like, screw doctor patient privilege. Like, yeah, he <laughs> says. Oh, wait, I, I read it. Th- I knew you were you were going to pull the doctor patient privilege thing. Like, pull, like oh, it is the law. Well, clearly, like Hank didn't want to say anything without Julie there. But also, they don't actually have any doctor patient because then they wouldn't couldn't. I don't think like that. Think no, that's I think you can. But like not while you're being treated. Like no, your do- I think that's okay. Can your doctor have a relationship with you while you're while they're still treating you? I think it's like one of those like professional responsibility things. You have to like because no, but you can't you because you can't treat them medically due to like your personal. It's not like a law- lawyer because oh, you're yeah. actually like you might be performing a medical operation on them, and like say like you can't. But what if you marry a doctor that wasn't originally your doctor and then like you just want to go to them for your like I, I, st- feel, I think I it, feel like sometimes doctors take care of their own families I think we don't know enough about this to be talking about it no if you know <laughs> yeah let, us, let know. us know comment on this episode let us know um we will talk about a social media at the end so you know how to comment but this all gets resolved the Rev's uh, belly aching about this. You're not this. allowed to... Uh, <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. You're not allowed to have... Obviously, emotions play a role yeah. when it comes to families. They should not treat themselves... They should not. Generally should not. They can, I guess, if they think... I think it, like, you need, like, explicit... All right. I'm hung up on this, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Aunt Julie shows up at the house. And we just like to remind you that Aunt Julie has been living in Glen Oak... And since the babies have been born, we've not seen her. Like, like she wasn't think... even there for the baby birth or after the babies were born to see them. And I know the entire she... town came to see the babies. Right, and I know she like she asked them to like stay out of her business because she needed to get like on her feet or whatever. But I would think that we would have seen her after the babies were born. Uh, so she comes over and she's like, "I have a surprise for you." And the rev's ready for her to say, "I'm pregnant," but. I yeah. want you to meet my boyfriend, Hank Hastings. Da, da, da. Um, and then he comes through the door, and... They're in love. They're in love, and they all have a seat in the love den. And it's very awkward. And then Annie and the Rev go to get coffee and in the kitchen, and for some reason the Rev is like, she can't do this, Hank Hastings, because... First, like, Annie calls him, like, Dr. Hastings, and he's like, call me Hank. And then, like, the Rev is like, oh, Hank. Oh, stupid name, Hank Hastings. I'll ne- and he's like, I'll never call him Hank. He's always Dr. Hastings. And she, he's like, Julie can't date the man that almost killed Matt. Well, no, the, I think the Rev says that because then Annie's like, but yeah. then he delivered the twins so expertly. Right. No, that's what I said. Uh, that's what I meant to say, that the Rev yeah. is the one that said that. And they keep on bringing this up, like, he's the man that almost killed well um ruthie like, says that ruthie walks in yeah <laughs> he's like aren't you the aren't you the doctor that almost killed matt um and then we find out that uh hank is also a magician while he's not being a doctor yeah which also bothers that like everything about hank bothers the rev now that he's dating his very adult sister uh so the rev is like he, he's like a little bit i don't know how he phrases this he's like again like he's like possesses her yeah. and is like I can only I can approve of who like yeah she dates um Annie tries to like 
play the middleman and fix all the things by saying, hey, why don't you go, you and Hank check up on the babies and I'll sit and talk to Julie when the babies start crying on the baby monitor. So it turns out that Hank and the Rev hit it off really well. They play doctor, basically. <laughs> like, he, like, like he, ASMR, playing doctor. <laughs> no, so. basically, I th- like, I think that's what we're, like, meant to believe. Like, he's, like, like Rev assists in the quote-unquote. Yeah, they're just, like, changing diapers. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to, I don't think we mentioned this before, but the Camdens don't use disposable diapers. Yeah, they use the ones that you, like, Reuse, clean. Like, yeah, the reusable diapers. Cloth diapers. Cloth diapers. Just but I mean, when you have the, like, we said it though, it's probably, it's expensive. Diapers are expensive and they've had a million kids, so they probably use the same diapers on all the kids. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> um, so, um, while like the two separate adult sets are in different rooms uh, and he's like we can spy on them and Julie's like oh. yeah because they have a baby monitor so they turn it on and as, as they she, don't oh Julie's like I don't want to then Annie leaves the room for like more tea or coffee or something to talk to no this is I think we're this is when Annie's out talking to Mary and Jordan in the backyard or, or catches them um but when Julie is alone she turns on the baby monitor and she hears the rev talking to Hank about how Julie's an alcoholic and how the Rev is just scared for her. And he's like, you shouldn't be involved with her unless this is, like, serious and it's going to be a long-term thing. I don't want, like, Julie's heart to break because who knows what's going to happen, like, if you break her heart. She might. So then that happens and Julie immediately is like, Hank, we have to go. And she's like, I thought my brother had changed, but he hasn't. You haven't changed at all, she says to Eric. Like, you still think I'm, you just think I'm only. I'm always going to be an alcoholic or whatever, and you think anything that goes wrong in my life is going to, like, make me relapse. And she's like, I just have to live my life and hope I don't relapse. Um, So. We're now at Aunt Julie's apartment, um, and she's having nice domestic times with her boyfriend, Dr. Hank Hastings. Domestic times? Well, they're, like, on the couch, like, all cuddled up together. Well, domestic. Yeah. Domesticity. Um, domesticity? Whatever. Yeah. Um, so he proposes, basically. I think what we're led to believe is that this is a conversation that they've had quite a couple of, like, quite a few times, and now they finally decided, yeah, because they've been dating for over six months. Um, they met, like, after Julie was leaving one of her AA meetings and ended up talking over coffee for so many hours, and then just... Yeah. Yeah. It was love. It's, it's love. love. It's love. So, so. they're going to get married, and they decide they're going to do it, or they're going to they're gonna tell Eric immediately, because Eric's at the church about to officiate Heather's wedding. And that's where we leave that, so we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. So? I predict that they're going to get married. Well, there was that one. Spo- yes, you, you know that they're going to get married. <laughs> um, Sorry, that's I guess that's a spoiler. So then we get Ruthie. Ruthie's storyline is quite quick and dirty. All, all she wants is to be a flower girl. When she the, realizes she can't be a bride at her brother's Ex. ex's wedding, which is strange because again, like the wedding party and everything, it's usually reserved for like family, close friends. But here we are. A Camden, just deciding what... They take what they want. Um, so she keeps asking, and they're like, we can call Heather's mom and find out. So they do that. Um, and in between, like, when Hank and Julie are 
at the Camden's house. Uh, oh, so Ruthie finds out she can't be a flower girl while Hank and Julie are there, and then she tells Hank and Julie they have to get married so she can be a flower girl because she's been practicing, and the entire episode, she's just walking around carrying things, and she's like, Look I'm good well. at carrying things. She says something about, like, somebody needs to get married because I'm, I can't be the flower I'm meant to be. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, and then she decides that if she can't be the flower girl, then this wedding can't happen. So she puts a hex on the wedding. Yeah. Which... Um, is actually something that works. So, witch so she's Ruthie. a witch. Witchy uh, Ruthie. Ruthie the witch. Yeah. Um, she's doing some, like, crossover magic with the Tooth Fairy. She puts a quarter underneath her pillow, and then she wakes up and it's gone. So the Tooth Fairy stole money from her. Um, uh, and is granting her hex. Um, so, I guess we'll go to... What is the main storyline of this episode, which is Matt's storyline? Um, Heather's getting married, and Matt is playing a very, like, a lot of important roles in the wedding. He, um, we get right away that, like, Shauna is not happy about this. Yeah. Um, She wants to wear black to the wedding, and she's like, of course this is weird. We're going to your ex's wedding. I don't want to go. She, yeah, she's like, I mean... You know, she's your ex-girlfriend. Are you still in love with her? And he's like, no, like, we're just good friends, and I don't have feelings for anymore. Um, we meet Mason. So. We Googled this. First of all, this man looks so much older than Heather. And Remember, Heather is the same age as Matt, so. He's like 19? Yeah. 20 um, at most. But, but this man looks like. He's well, 40. And he was 36-ish when yeah. they filmed this, maybe 35. He actually probably older than that. We this is because this was in ninety nine and he's fifty six now and it's two thousand seventeen. So it's less than twenty. It was eighteen yeah. years ago. So he's he's probably like he was probably like forty, like thirty eight. So yeah, this, this man is old. This actor was playing a twenty year old maybe. He's playing someone yeah, like at least eighteen fifteen years younger than him at least. And he did he he's not like a young looking no. person. Because like Jordan was also older. But, like... He, he just looks like he could be in college. Right. Maybe he's not... He shouldn't be playing someone in high school, but he looked like he could be young college. But this man looks like he should be working at a car dealership and mm-hmm. has three kids already. Yeah. Probably, this, is, he's, this is his second family. Yeah. Um, which actually ends up being true. Um, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> for, like, five minutes from now. Um... Mason is kind of, like, weird, like, is in the same boat as Shauna is. Like, why is Matt so involved in our wedding? Like, he's your ex. And Heather's like, no, he's more than that. And Heather asks Mason to make, like, Matt originally wasn't in the wedding party. And then Heather's like, I want him to be an usher. And Mason's like, this is strange. So Matt takes on all these roles where he's got to go pick up like Heather from the the, last, the final dress fitting, and which then he's got to go. Which like he sees her in the dress, and it's this moment. And I think like I don't know how the audience is supposed to interpret it. It might just be oh, because you know how everybody's like, oh my god, brides always look so beautiful. I don't really understand that. But they're in love. That's what we're supposed to get. From yeah, it. like it looks. Well, like- he's also because he's got to do all. It's like the night before the wedding, and he cancels a date with Shauna to be able to do all of this stuff too. So we're supposed to be like, ah, uh, trouble in. Yeah, because he sees the wedding dress, like he sees 
Heather in the wedding dress clearly has like a visceral reaction to it. And instead of going to meet up with Shauna like he was supposed to, he goes straight to the bachelor party, um, which is taking place at Eddie's at pool the, hall. Yeah, at the, the pool, pool hall. hall. Um, and all of Mason's friends are horrible. <laughs> like Shauna shows up and he's like, and like all of them are like ogling. You're like, oh my God, a woman. They're like whistling at yeah. her. Yeah. And Matt apologizes, and Sean's like, don't you break my heart, Camden. Except maybe not that deep. Yeah. Um, but she's basically... Like, you forgot about me, and yeah. you're obsessed with this girl's wedding, and... How do I... How do you expect me to feel? She leaves, he stays, and Matt then sees that Mason is with another woman. And all of Mason's friends, who were terrible, are like... Oh, the makeout king. I think they call him the makeout. No, they do. I th- the makeout think- king is like at it again, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, like I can't." Um, can't he? The nerve of him. They were like, "I thought he stopped seeing her. This girl who's at the Shirley, pool." Shirley is her name. Yeah, I thought he broke it off with her because once they got engaged, and they're like, "Clearly not. I don't think that they're going to be breaking up anytime soon." So Matt is appalled that Mason is cheating on Heather, and he's like. And it plans to continue cheating on her even when they're married. Yes. Uh, so Matt, in his fury, goes to... Well, first he, like... He confronts Mason. And then... Big mistake. Right. And then he goes to Heather and doesn't really tell Heather what's going on with Mason, but just says, you can't marry him. Which, what kind of stupid thing is that? Like, if my ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend ever came up to me and was like, you can't marry the person you're marrying, and just th- said that... I didn't say anything else. I'd be like, you're crazy. Like, yeah. give a reason. Like, yeah. And he, his reason is he's a jerk. And like, you, could say, you could say why he's a jerk. Like, that might be a better argument. And Heather's like, no, you're being the jerk right now. So apparently Mason, the master manipulator, had called earlier on and said... Like, oh, Matt confronted me at the pool hall. He's going to come and say crazy stuff. None of it's true. Like every, this is such an overused like trope, right? And Heather believe, and like Matt decides that his last last ditch effort, last ditch effort to try to convince Heather is not to tell her the truth, but to kiss her. And then she slams the door in his face. She's like you're not invited to the wedding anymore. Like you made a huge mistake. So that happens. Matt's drinking orange juice the next morning, and he's like, "I'm not going to the wedding." The parents are like, is it because you're still in love with her? And he puts the orange juice he just drank back into the jug of orange juice. Yeah, with all his backwash. Um, he doesn't show up to the wedding. Except. Dun, dun, except for when they, the whole thing you predicted, exactly, you saw the future again. I saw the future again. So anyway, as we said, so Ruthie has put the hex on this wedding. They say, speak now or the wedding's going to happen. And he opens the door, and he's like, don't do it! And because Mason turns around, and then Heather turns around, and he, like, speaks in sign language. Again, does not say why. Just says, don't do it. Heather's like, I'm sorry. And then she hands her flowers to Mason and runs away, runs to the back of the church, and everyone follows them. Well, first she hugs Matt, and then they run out together. Yeah. And then we have Shauna following, the Rev following, Mason following. Everyone wants to see what's... Annie and Donna. Donna is, um... 
It's just like season one when everybody runs out of the church because Mary gets hit by the car. Exactly. They get into his car uh, and drive away, and she throws the veil away, and... Like, the last shot is his car driving away, and then on, like, in the side view, you can see the just married car, which is just parked there. Yeah. Symbolism. Yeah. Uh, To be continued. Dun, dun, dun. What will happen next? It's the runaway bride. I know what happens. I don't. Anyway, this was a Julia Roberts movie. Basically. Basically. So... Yeah. How how did you feel? Well, we did this already. I'm going to rate this... Oh, and in terms of the two-part season finales, I forget what happened in the last one. The last one that I remember was season one finale when Mary gets hit by the car. The babe, she think they think that Mary's pregnant. Oh, so this was better than that, but not as good as when Mary gets hit by the car. So I can't remember what I rated those, but I'm gonna give this like a four. It was less entertaining than the last one. I just I'm not like maybe I'll give this a three point five because I'm not as like hung up like the cliffhangers here are not as good for me because I think they could have resolved like I don't really care about Lucy and Simon and Mary's like cliffhangers those were those should have been resolved that they shouldn't have stretched those storylines out because I don't know I think they 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 could have wrapped all of them up and still had like a 44 minute episode or 42 minute episode so I gave the last season finale, a, uh, the last first part of the season finale, a 3.5. So I think this one, yeah, is better than that one. So I'm just going to give it a 4 also. All right. I'm going with a 3.5. That's my final. And who was your best Camden for this episode? Uh, Ruthie for witchcraft. <laughs> uh, <laughs> witchcraft, yeah. All right. Hexes and stuff. Um, I'm going to say Annie. That was good, yeah. She played media. We didn't really I don't think I've ever she, picked Annie, so... No, I think you did once. Uh, oh, I think when Annie did, like... I think when the drunk driver one, you yeah, thought yeah. Annie was killing it. Uh, so, yeah, Annie uh, for me. Now, uh, we'll obviously be back on Wednesday for the second part of the season finale, where hopefully all these storylines will be resolved in a spectacular fashion, as per... Seventh Heaven finale cliffhanger resolutions are. Uh, In the meantime, though, you can catch us on our social media. Let us know your thoughts on doctor-patient relationships. (laughs) Um, Although we kind of know it's frowned upon now. On Instagram and Twitter, that's at Camden Cast Show, or on Facebook, which is just Camden Cast. Um, Also, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud if you'd like to listen to us. Um, If you want to also rate or maybe subscribe or review or like or follow you can do any of these things these are all options for you to have you in have your options life. geico <laughs> is that a thing? Okay. no it's not i don't think so oh geico is not our sponsor geico doesn't want you to have options they just want you to have geico <laughs> okay well i'm tanby i'm erin and this was camping cast